0: And welcome into Heavy Hitters, everybody here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K or Cutstown. Jack am Mitchell Smedley is always with you on this Monday evening. Mitch, how are we doing, brother?
1: Um, I will be able to. I'll
0: be able to tell you that in
1: five hours, six hours, six hours because it's five o'clock right now. About six hours, I'll know how I'm doing. Five minutes later. Sorry about your mic volume being a little low. You're good, bro. You're good. Um yeah, got the Eagles Chiefs tonight. I got the custom away Eagles jersey on right now. It's medley 22. Um Gosh. I'm ready to go,
0: man. What? It's kind of it's kind of corny, but No, it isn't, dude.
1: I am all in on the customized cuz you know what the the great thing about this is, it's never going to be uh obsolete. It's a good investment. That's why I like getting players who are like yeah, like I do that too, team. but like what if they do something dumb and then get canceled?
2: I guess. And then it becomes a
1: political statement to wear their jersey. I don't want that. I like me. I'm my own favorite player. Of
3: course you are. Well I
1: am, you know? So uh a lot going on in Philly sports, Jack. The Eagles, obviously, uh we'll talk about them. The uh the Phillies, we'll get to that as well. Uh the Sixers are a better basketball team without James Harding, by the way. And the Flyers are rebuilding. But
0: did you say James Harden
1: or James Harding? Harding. What? That's how I say it.
0: It's not his name. I
1: don't care. It's how I it i I don't like saying James Harden. Like that that doesn't feel that feels incomplete to me. I don't like that. I'm sorry. Change okay. whoever's name I want. But it's a it's a crazy time in sports, Jack. We got a lot going on, got a lot to talk about. How are you feeling?
0: Um, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing doing okay. Powering through to your Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it'll it'll be good to see some family in 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 a couple of days. So coming up on Wednesday, uh, they will be leaving on Saturday. So always fun, always fun to see see the family for sure. Nice. Um, but or, wow, excuse me. I don't know. I don't know if that went out over here or not. But excuse me if it did. Uh, anyway, let's keep moving on here. Let's dive right into it. Let's start with some MLB, free agent signings, and some trades to talk about. Let's catch you up on what's happened over the past couple days in the world of baseball. And let's start right here in the home state of Pennsylvania. Let's stay within the Commonwealth here, Mitch. And let's talk about Aaron Nola, who re-signed a lengthy extension. We'll be talking about Aaron Nola for uh,
1: a long time, apparently. Seven years, $172 million, re-signed to the Philadelphia Phillies. Woo! Look, it's a good move. I get it. I just can't take it. I just cannot sit here. The roller coaster is quite and be the excited. Ride. Like I'm, I'm motion sick. I'm tired of it. I I need to get off the ride. And this was the opportunity. Like I understand, he's good. I am excited to see if those mechanical changes they made before the playoffs manifest in a full season of actually being a good pitcher. I'm excited for all those things, but I'm tired of playing everyone's least favorite game: the Aaron mandatory home run payoff inning. 610-683-4058. Ruben, I know you got some feelings on Aaron Nola. Leave it to me to call out one of our listeners. I don't know, Jack. I, I know it's the right move. Seven years is a long time, though. I would have liked a five-year deal. He's going to be 38 by the time that's over. What was the number one thing I said about the Mets pitching staff coming into 2023? Old. I said they're old,
0: Jack. I said they're going to be falling apart. And what happened, Jack. They fell apart, didn't they? See, the problem is, with Philly, it feels like they need to win soon because of the pitching situation. Exactly, like like Wheeler's Wheeler. old last year, no contract. Old. Last year of his contract of coming for Zach Wheeler. Yep, you're having JT Remuto only get older. JT is falling off of a cliff right now. You know what are you going to do with Castellanos? It's going to be an interesting offseason in Philadelphia. Will they decide to run it back? Um, well, you know, by bringing back Nola and they keep everybody else in and let this thing roll and retool the bullpen a little bit. That's going to be interesting. Unfortunately, um, it looks like they are rolling it, uh, running it back. So, I, I, I am tired.
1: I'm tired of the complacency with this franchise. You cannot sit there and tell me that having Johan Rojas in this lineup makes this team any better. Free agency is still early, but I way. know, but there's no urgency in the fan base to go get a center fielder. Why? Brandon Marsh would be fine defensively, and he's a good bet. Get me a left fielder. Go get me a left fielder that can actually hit the ball and isn't an automatic out. I mean, Rojas can't even bunt properly. The man is a liability at the plate. And I'm sorry, but it is important to have a bottom of the order that generates offense. Look at the Braves when Michael Harris Jr., or the second, whatever he is, the second was tearing the
0: cover off the baseball. How much better was that team? Oh, that's a question? It was like it was kind um, of a rhetorical question. Yeah, no, yeah. they were certainly better for it. Look. That's what separates good teams at, from great teams. If you look at the World Series champions of the basketball years, they have complete lineups. One through nine. They well, have aside from... Um, I mean, the Astros had Maldonado. He's not very good. Yeah, but he Well, though, he was, okay, against, the the yeah, was exactly.
1: against the Phillies. He was great against the Phillies. Why not? With his cheating bat. Whatever. I think that was only in game one. But it, it, it's frustrating that... That no one else sees it this way. That, that everyone's
0: complacent in having Johan Rojas. I can't do it anymore, Jack. Trade him. Okay. Um, let, let's shift off the Johan Rojas conversation. Well, because it, it leads into the big storyline of the offseason. That's the only reason I bring it up. I want Mike Trout.
1: I would like to trade for Mike Trout. Whatever it takes to get him. Abel, Rojas, gone. Goodbye. Send Justin Crawford, too. I don't care. I do not care. Go get me Mike Trout, a real baseball player. I think we can manage him better here. I think we can keep him healthy here. I think Mike Trout would get the Phillies a World
0: Series. No questions asked. Okay. NOLA, 2023 stats, 12-9 record, 4.46 ERA, 202 strikeouts with a 1.15 whip uh, in 32 starts and 193 and two-thirds innings pitched for NOLA in 2023. What do these next seven years hold? He will be a Philly for the for his entirety of his career. That's Congra- pretty cool. Not congrats- gonna lie. Congratulations to you, Aaron Nola on your lengthy extension. Um, and I will adamantly root against you at all seven years. But, <laughs> it is. It is. But fun personally, to personally, those guys but, that stay with your team the whole career, right? But personally, best so of luck to you. Uh, I wish you nothing but but good health and to stay on the mound and all that all that stuff. Obviously, you know, despite being a rival fan, you would never root for anything of that nature. But um, no,
1: never. I mean. Look at a, yeah. a, a player like Edwin Diaz, right? I yeah. mean, one of the most electrifying players in the league when he's out there, and it was it was a shame not having him for the whole campaign this year. Yeah, to, especially to start a new a new contract and everything. Like, yeah, he still got four years, right? Correct. Good. So he'll be back. So, but with yeah. those
0: trumpets blaring. So, congratulations to you, Mr. Nola. Yeah. Uh, seven more years in Philadelphia. Go well, tear it up, let's, unless you're against the Mets.
1: The, the thing with Aaron Nola is, I think it's starting. On the right page. I think Aaron has a little bit of a grace period with this fan base. If you remember, the last time he walked off, um... It was
0: a bad start in Game 6.
1: But No, no, no. The, I guess the second to last. Um, Game 2, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh And he got a, uh, like, a standing ovation from the crowd and everything. I feel like that happened in Game 6, too. Because I feel like everyone acknowledged he pitched pretty well in that game. It was, like, a couple mistakes, and then he settled in, and we just never scored.
0: Um... All right. I hate to cut you off. Oh. I'll let you get back to your point, but I do have a message from the KUR Notebook first. Um, want to join a fun campus club? Join KUR. Fun events, great friends, and an opportunity to play your favorite tunes await. Email KUR at Kutztown.edu. That's KUR at Kutztown.edu for more information. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right, Mitchell, take it away and yeah. get back into your point.
1: So the, the last multiple times, I mean, he was walking off, this this fan base really recognized his, his, his great outings that he had during October. And I think that was because it's been so rocky with this fan base and him. That was the first time he really felt what all these other players talk about when they come to Philly. And you saw that in his contract. Uh, there were reports out from some very credible MLB sources that he turned down more money to come play in Philadelphia. He turned down, I believe it was something like $190 million in, in favor of one hundred seventy-two. Uh, and that says something to a city, right? We've heard Trey Turner did the same thing. Philly is becoming the place where players want to play. And I think that's important. What I'm hoping
0: the Mets can become. Right, but you won't because we actually have the best fans. Well, we, we're starting to get competent people in our front office. so That's, that's good. A, that's a good start.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I think that those couple things combined give Aaron a little bit of a grace period. He has a year of the pitch clock under his belt now. He should be more adjusted to that. I'm trying to believe that this is going to start off well because, really, I'm not focused on the seven years. I'm focused on the first four years of this contract. Uh, That's really what the contract is. It's just low AAV uh, so that the Phillies can go sign other players to get over the hump in this window. Can Aaron pitch and help the Phillies to a World Series in the first four years of this contract? If so, yes, the contract is a success. If Aaron's terrible, these first three years, no. No, this was... We're going to look back... And be like, how in the hell did Philadelphia give Aaron Nola that much money? Because the the numbers are up and down. It's so up and down right now, Jack. Good year, bad year. Start to start, he could go seven shutout and then get lifted in the third. It's crazy. So I'm nervous, but I'm cautiously optimistic with Aaron. They said he made some mechanical changes uh, before the playoffs. He looked like a different pitcher in October. Let's hope it carries over, you know? Kevin Long. Not Kevin Long. That's a batting coach. <laughs> Caleb Cotham uh, has been a, a great pitching coach uh, here and elsewhere. So I'm hoping that uh, that Caleb can get working with Aaron some more.
0: wee really? No, I'm kidding. Anyways.
1: Um, <laughs> did not extend a qualifying offer to Reese Hoskins. So sad. Yeah. I mean, and, we all knew he was
0: gone once Harper got permanently announced. Yeah. Harper's
1: really place. upsetting. Really upsetting. But I, like I said, I'm looking now to this – they're going to sign someone in the bullpen. I would hope it's someone big, you know, but uh, who's that? Uh, Bednar. Uh, Devin Williams is said to be possible. You know, there's there's moves they could make. Yeah, Josh Hader, I think, is a Hater. slam dunk fit. I wouldn't want Hader. We really? Bro- we broke him. We broke He's him. He's
0: such a good closer,
1: though. Yeah, I know, but after uh, Alec Boehm and... Matt Vierling hit back to back. No, I know, I know. He became a shell of his former self.
0: He's still a really good pitcher. I
1: would take him. I would talk myself into it. And I think this bullpen is one to two arms short. I I don't think Hoffman's all he's cracked up to be. I don't think you're again the bullpen is Bullpen's okay. We the Phillies actually a, a ranking came out that they have the best bullpen in baseball. Who's better? Who has a better bullpen than the Phillies? I don't know. Didn't show against Arizona. I'm, uh, well, well really, it was only Craig Kimbrell, and yeah, he's oh, gone Kirk, now. Kirkering didn't play great. Kirkering either. had, like, one bad outing. He allowed, like, one run.
0: I don't know. Anyway, what team it, has a better not, bullpen? This is not a Phillies discussion. No, it isn't,
1: but they're the best bullpen. I just think they need to add someone to it. We're moving on.
0: Yeah. Um, Lance Lynn signed a one year, $10 million deal to return to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, he did. 2023 stats, not the best for the veteran starter. 13 and 11 on the year at a 5.73 ERA. 191 Ks with a 1.39 whip in 32 starts. 183 and two thirds innings pitched. For Mr. Lynn, congratulations on him. Returning to the Cardinals. Um, I believe he won a World Series in 2011. Uh, He's old enough, yeah. That lines up. Let me double. Let me fact check. I think he was young. Was I think? uh, Yeah, that makes sense. I believe it was a young Lance Lynn. So he's made his way around, man. Yes, twenty eleven World Series. Just look at that man. Look at that ball knowledge. Come on, don't test me. All right. Um, what? Nothing. I love that. Funny. I love that. So moving on. It's so funny over there.
1: What else? Any uh, any Mets rumors you're interested in right now?
0: Um, not that I've seen. No. I haven't seen any interest. Oh, I mean, I, I guess I could talk about the Mets front office moves. But first, I want to talk about one more free agent move that the Braves made. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez signs a 3 or $30 million deal to go to Atlanta uh, in 2023. he a, had a 3-7 and record, but had a 3.27 ERA. Again, why win-loss is not the most important stat to look at it as a pitcher. Uh, 3.27 ERA, pretty good. 83 Ks so with a 1.27 whip. 68 appearances, uh, 66 innings pitched for him. The reliever uh, is going to the Braves. So Yeah, it's a good move. Um,
1: I'm so happy Aaron Ola did not go to the Braves. Thank you, Aaron. I mean, that would have been insulting. By the way, that would have been insulting. Philly's Braves rivalry right now maybe the hottest in baseball. These last two years, with the Braves dominating the division and the regular season against the Phillies, and then us coming out and sniping them in the playoffs twice. Pretty hot rivalry. And the players know it too. That all that with the Attaboy Harper. It's a fun time. It's a fun time for a rivalry. You seem quiet over there. You Sorry. good there? Yeah, I'm just looking something up real quick. Oh, okay. Um Yeah, so that was uh that's that's a good signing for them. Uh, and they got him for three years, so that brings some uh, some stability to the to the bullpen down in Atlanta, which uh, has been a little bit of a weak point for them. So good to see that they're addressing a need. Well, not good, but I guess good for their fans that they're addressing that need. Painful for the rest of the league, watching them continue to dominate. But I guess they haven't added a big bat to their uh, lineup this offseason. That's a first. It's still young.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Mets made a couple of hires in the front office. First is Chris Gross. He'll be... Coming to the Mets as the Vice President of Amateur Scouting. Um, brief look at his resume, what he, done, what he did with the Astros, started with them in 2012. Um, the Astros, 329 draft picks, 77 reached the MLB, 23%. That is uh, crazy. That l- is tops in the league. And he's coming to an organization that had 328 picks, only 30 reached the MLB, 9% of the Mets, which is dead oh. last in baseball. So so are you buying this Mets or in a two-year rebuild? Um, I haven't even thought about it like that. I'm just worried about what we're doing right here, right now. What's well, the narrative that's swirling out there? I don't care what the narrative I'm not a guy who buys into the main, like, big-time narratives, mostly.
1: I'm just saying, do you think the Mets are a competitive baseball team in 2024?
0: It depends on what we do. We have a lot of work to do. Um, Stearns is really going to have to fill up this roster. We only have 28 guys on the 40-man roster right now. Wow. So that's not a lot. No, it's not. So we need to make a lot of moves, especially in the pitching front. It depends on how much money we shell out, and we have to spend it wisely. I think what a valuable lesson was, especially this year, was just because you spend the money doesn't mean you're going to be a good baseball team. You have to spend it in the right areas, and you have to spend it on the right guys. Look at what the Texas Rangers did. They put a ridiculous amount of money. They put half a billion dollars into their middle infield, paid off in massive dividends for them. They put the right guys in the starting pitching rotation bullpen filled him with some decent arms, had some guys step up. That's what it takes to win a World Series. You have to spend the money, but you have to spend it in the right ways, and that's what every world champion of recent has done. And that's all I got to say about that. So what what David Stearns and his team has to do, I like what he's doing with the front office. I think Chris Gross is a great hire. He was one of the bigger parts of the Astros scouting department in the front office. Um, I think he's going to be able to turn the Mets drafting and, and you know, farm system talent capabilities to a whole nother level by getting the right guys here and getting guys who can really be impactful you know at the younger ranks moving to our farm system we already have some good prospects and then we hired Andy Green to run player development again he's another guy widely regarded um in positive ways around the game of baseball so two hours late by the Mets but look it starts day in and day out you got to get the right guys in the front office and it trickles down from there Right guys in the clubhouse as the manager, the the surrounding bench coaches, pitching coach, hitting coach, all those. you got to have the right guys there uh, to establish and set the tone day in and day out uh, of championship caliber qualities. And then it goes to the players on the field. Again, only the elite organizations win. Guys who have, teams who have great ownership, great front office, great coaching staff, great players. You have to be elite in every possible way to win a championship. If you're not at the top in all of four of those categories, it's tough to win a championship. If you, mm-hmm. if you have bad ownership, you're not really going to win a championship. If you have bad front office, you're not going to win a championship. If you have bad coaching staff, you're not going to win a championship. And you have bad players, no shot. So you got to be great in all four of those categories. I know it's obvious to say, but I think in baseball more than any other sport, there's so many people that provide and have to chip in to winning a championship, not just because of how long the regular season is and then the playoffs and all the, all the other stuff that goes into it. But there's so many roles and there's so many people. It's, it's just a giant branch of... Of people who chip into winning a championship in the great game of baseball, it's a good point. It's, I mean, it takes a village,
1: It takes a whole city, um, and it, it, you don't just win by being good at one thing. It's exactly right. You got to be good at a bunch of stuff. So, and again, know. that
0: goes for every sport too. I mean, like for sure, you got to have a good front office, I football like coach, players, and, and that as well. But baseball just, takes it to a whole other level. Exactly, with
1: all the levels you have to have, the, the development you have to have. Yeah, you have
0: to have the right people in the minor league system to minor develop the players right. And, yeah. You have time. the good, like, you know, nutritional staff. It's good training sure. staff. There's so many, so many people and so many roles. Like, why do you think we see some of these organizations year in and year out continue to be at the top of the game? Houston, Dodgers, Braves. Because they have the things in place, and it took time to get those things in place.
1: Yeah, and, and a sport like football or basketball, it's so much dependent on your specific measurements. Oh, 6'5", 220, right? Like, these different, like, your 40 times, your combine stuff. Baseball, uh, yeah, sure, that's important, but a lot of it is uh like for catchers it's like pop times and pitchers, it's these certain arm slots and yeah and, and hitters oh my goodness the the amount of mechanics that go into baseball dwarfs all other sports, I think. Hundred percent. So 100% more. uh baseball it just takes so much more you don't just look for the biggest guy and go, All right, that's my second baseman. Like <laughs> it's not how it goes. Um you need so much more that goes into it. Uh, in a sport like baseball. so But
0: any uh, particular
1: players you're, you're looking for the Mets to get this offseason?
0: Uh, for a DH, I would love either Jorge Soler. That's I think who, they'd uh, be a good fit with a yeah. power bat. Uh, he's been linked to the Phillies a couple times maybe Teoscar Hernandez, I want to see one of those guys, one of those type of guys become a Mets full time DH, enough of this platoon DH stuff, I've seen enough of it over the last two years, it does not work, and by the graces of God Daniel Vogelback will not be a Met next year, I cannot emphasize how happy that made me when I saw that his contract was non-tendered by the New York Mets thank you David Stearns, it hasn't been a perfect start to to your tenure, but my goodness, that was a Fantastic move. Get him off of my baseball team. Please and thank you.
1: Danny Burgers.
0: Yeah. No no more
1: Danny Burgers. Danny
0: Burgers. <laughs> I love it. That was so funny. Danny Burgers said, give me all the Shake Shack if I hit a home run here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't. Like, I Thank it. goodness that meme is off my team. All right. That takes us to our first break. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll round out our MLB discussion by discussing some of the recent trades that transpired. Uh, and then after that, we will move on, recapping the weekend that was... Uh, the NFL, I believe, it what week eleven? Uh yes. So, uh, and then we'll end that by previewing Monday Night Football, and that should take us to the end of our own. So, so much more to talk about here in Heavy Hitters. Uh, we'll be back momentarily here on KUR. Welcome back in. It's Heavy Hitters here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University KUR, sixteen
1: seventy AM, Radio Garden. My tuner, tune in. However, you may be listening, Starbucks. Starbucks. S- uh, Starbucks. Up there in the uh, McFarlane-Sydon <laughs> Union. Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said Starbucks. <laughs> 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 yeah, but who's in the Starbucks? <laughs> Can't say the rest. Uh, no, absolutely we gotta not, not. we got to watch that we got to watch that movie together, dude. I've seen Ted 1, not Ted 2.
0: Starbucks. Nobody said Starbucks. <laughs> the Boston accent just <laughs> yeah, makes that, dude. <laughs> we're giving you the tools here. Make some comedy. <laughs>
1: so Make some comedy. Make <laughs> some comedy. Go down to the comedy club and get terrible suggestions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the trades real quick. Yeah, we're start making our way here. through
1: MLB. We'll talk NFL, college football, NHL. We're we'll back to out. Atlanta for a couple.
0: Boo! Royals acquire relief pitcher Nick Anderson from the Braves in exchange for cash cash considerations, and then am um, I the only one that thinks cash considerations in the MLB are worthless? Just, actually, the Braves made three trades. Then we're talking wow, about ugh, gross. So, Stop making your team better. Talking off, uh, talking about them with that trade first. Uh, next, they did a pitcher swap. Kyle Wright is going to the Kansas City Royals. I saw this one in exchange for right-handed pitcher Jackson Coar. Um, Wright, a veteran starter, 28 years old, has battled injuries, so especially in 2028. year old a veteran? Yeah. Eh. He's been a the league for five years now. I guess. That seems weird. So... Um, Royals are hoping he can replicate his 2022 success when he went 21 and 4 with a 319 ERA and finished 10th in Young voting on uh, 2022. He will miss all of 2024, most likely, after getting some soldier, uh, shoulder surgery. Some in- soldiery? <laughs> <laughs> okay. that was awesome. Shoulder surgery in October, reading too fast. For my own good. Uh, on the flip side for the Braves, Kowar is a guy who was struggling in his big league career On uh, his six four three ERA a year ago. was the best of his career. Oh. Switched some things up mechanically. Uh, used the slider a lot more a year ago. Uh, went from 10% to over 20% uh, last year with the slider usage. We'll see what the Braves can do with him to try to make him a um, guy in the bullpen who can be impactful. Again, they did it with Pierce Johnson when they traded for him from the Rockies. The deadline last year it went from being a guy who was a very okay reliever into one of the game's best in the, down the second half of the season. So, um, We'll see if the Braves can put their Midas gold touch on Mr. Uh, Kowar. Braves, the
1: failed-to-make-it-out-of-the-second-round Braves, the uh, Cowboys and 76ers of baseball Braves of recent.
0: Alright, and finally, a big-time deal. White Sox receive right into pitchers Mike Soroka uh, and pitcher Riley Gowers, along with left-handed pitcher Jared Shuster and infielders Nicky Lopez and Brandon shoemaker, In exchange, the Braves receive relief pitcher Aaron Bummer from yep. the Chicago White Sox. Bummer, uh, a solid reliever, he had a good 2022 campaign. Not the best in 2023, but he's shown it before. I think this is a prime bounce back for the Even candidate. who will be one of the better guys in the Braves' bullpen uh, in 2024. shoemaker now becomes the White Sox 27th-ranked prospect on MLB Pipeline. Nicky Lopez, just a veteran bench bat slash utility infielder, uh, can also play, I think, a little bit of outfield, maybe? I don't think so. Actually, now that I think of it, I'm more. I'll, I'll stick with veteran utility infielder. Um, and then Soroka is, man, it's a shame. Looked like he was going to be have a special career. Injuries really derailed that uh, and hasn't been the same pitcher since. But Jared Shuster, I think probably the best piece they got in this deal. Uh, 25-year-old Southpaw um, appeared, I believe, in 11 games this year for the Braves before being sent down. Uh, I think he has a chance to be an okay bottom-of-the-rotation pitcher for Chicago.
1: Yeah, I think they got some uh, good pieces. I think the Braves got a potential bounce-back guy. Uh, it's a deal that could work out for both sides. What are you doing? <laughs> Where did that go? <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing? Where did it go? Jack is fooling around. Oh, I'm that. fooling around. You are. I was locked in. Uh, yeah, Braves can. They can stop now. They can stop. They can stop. Getting that relief pitching. They recognize it as a weakness. And they're uh, doing what they can to remedy that there. So,
0: All right. We are going to step aside quick, though, for our traffic update. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on Heavy Hitters on KUR.
2: No accidents in the Lehigh Valley on 22 or 78. Berks County on 222 or 422. Schuylkill County on 209 or 309, Carbon County on 248 or 443 or on the Turnpike. For the latest traffic information, download the 69 News Traffic app or go to WFMZ.com. Back
0: here, on number one of heavy hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, or Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. As Mitchell Smedley was saying, I'm the one horsing around. You are. I'll Stop it. it knock I'll, it off. I'll leave it be. All right. Um... One more deal to talk about MLB-wise. What's the deal? Rockies acquire right-handed pitcher Cal Quantrill from Cleveland in exchange for catching prospect Cody Huff. Uh, For for the Rockies, uh, Quantrill looking to bounce back in Colorado to what he posted in 2021 and 2022 after a dreadful 2023 campaign where he posted a 5.24 ERA in 19 starts. On the flip side for Cleveland, Huff, a catchy prospect who posted a two sixty-two batting average, three fifty-seven on base percentage, and a three sixty-four slug. Good for 731 OPS in his first year of minor league ball uh, and high A uh, in the Rockies organization. So, that is it on the MLB front. Mitch, you got anything else to top us off here before we move on or no? No
1: just interested to uh, get your thoughts uh, any, any very early thoughts on where some of the big names are going to go if the big names are going to go like
0: you know oh I got that oh here we go all right, uh, I guess if I had to start off with big names, I would say Otani. I think it's a slam dunk to go to the Dodgers. I think he wants to stay on the West Coast. He wants to win. They can pay him the money. I think it makes all the sense in the world for Otani to be a Los Angeles Dodger as we will talk to our first caller of the day. Who are we talking to, where are you from, and how are you doing? John from Schnecksville. Oh, this clown again.
2: <laughs> he wants to talk <laughs> yeah, some MLB. Good. Listen, as a med fan, you, you, you came up with a very poor list of what we want in the offseason. <laughs> so, I, I was more excited about our front office a moves, bit. John. So, obviously, Yamamoto has got to be nope, he's a, Philly. a one or one a or re-signing Alonzo to a long-term deal has to be 1-0-1-A. The, they both have to happen, as far as I'm concerned, for, for Mr. Stearns to have a successful uh, offseason, in my personal opinion. And as someone who's been a Met fan for, uh, let's just say, longer than 40 years, I'm at the point where if they don't re-sign Pete Alonzo and trade him, I will burn all my Met gear and uh, no longer watch baseball. Whoa. So that's my med take. My other take is it's pretty interesting that you could be 12-9 with almost a 5 ERA and get a 70-year contract worth $172 million these days in the MLB. So happy the Phillies resigned, NOLA. <laughs> very, very happy, actually. I think their window is next year. If they don't get it done next year, unfortunately, my friend Mitch is going to be a very disappointed Philly fan like I have been a Mets fan for very, very long. So, guys, great show. Look forward to hearing the rest, and uh, let's go Mets.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. That, that was a week. Let's go Mets. I'm not going to lie, John from Chenexville. So, uh, thanks, John. Yeah, Yama, Yamamoto, of course. Yamamoto needs to be a Philly. Is a top Mets pitching target, of course. I um, did hear after the Phillies signed Yamamoto, the Mets have also been talking to Luis Severino, oops, apparently. Sorry. Oh, interesting. That's a
1: name I've heard connected to the Phillies as well. So. Severino. Sort of like a back-end piece. Yeah, exactly. Like but, a bottom um, rotation guy. Yeah, I've also heard Sonny Gray. But Yamamoto is... Needs to be met. It's interesting because right as the Phillies signed Aaron Nola, right as sources were confirming that deal, about an hour later, sources confirmed that it did not put the Phillies out of signing Yamamoto. Apparently they're still targeting him. Which would be... Insane. I don't know. Wheeler, Nola, Yamamoto. I don't see Suarez. him coming to Philly. Why? Because he wants to be a winner. Also, I agree with uh, with John's point about Aaron Nola. It's it's ridiculous that he got seven years.
0: I think look, it's a
1: it's a market that there weren't a lot of good pitchers on the market is the problem.
0: Yamamoto coming to a New York team. He says he likes both New York teams uh, in terms of market wise. So we'll see how that goes. A lot of teams are going to be interested in his. You just got Sanga, dude. Yeah, and they're apparently uh enough. they're their good friends. Enough. Let someone else get one.
1: So, um, Yamamoto, that sounds like a like a game developer. Actually, who's the guy that the the Mario develop Oh, that's Miyamoto. Sorry. Oh, that's similar enough. Anyway, um How did I know that? I don't even remember how I know that. Let's keep going here. Yeah.
0: So, Uh, big names. I mean, do you think Trout goes? Do you think Soto goes? I don't think Trout gets traded. Soto is more likely in my mind. I don't know where. Um, but... One year left. I think Otani to the Dodgers makes all the sense in the world. It Uh, does. Um, what other big guys you got
1: your name on? Or your eye on? I don't know. I haven't really looked at it too much. I think it's still early on for me. It is very early on. I I do love that, uh, last... I just went back and listened to that, uh... We caught the Trey Turner signing live on on air here.
0: Yeah. After I
1: was ranting about my fantasy football. So and Deshaun Watson. All right, let's move on here. We got NFL to talk about. We have a bunch of NFL to talk about. We got some quarterbacks down for the count. Got some crazy games this weekend. So we we had a good weekend of football, I think. Uh, Yes and no. I think it was pretty good. Yes and no. Let's start Thursday night. Do we have to? Yes, we do.
0: Really? We do. Yeah, we do. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, Mark Andrews and Joe Burrow, both out for the season. Um, big losses for both teams, respectively. Andrews for the Ravens. Joe Burrow being done derails the Bengals season. They will not recover. They're not going to make the playoffs. No, they're done. Um, so Also worth noting, I mean, Lamar was dinged up in the first half of the game, too. See, I get a bailout on my prediction now because they can't make the playoffs. What are you talking about? I predicted then to still possibly be able to make the AFC title game, but that's that's a mute point now because they don't have one you of the You don't get bailed players. out, no. Yes, I do. It's Almost a failed certainly. take. No, it's not a failed that take. That is a failed take. It, it, it's, like a, it's like a futures bet slip that you're banking on, like, uh, like, like you bet a future player prop. And the guy gets oh no, actually that wouldn't work. That that it's not like it at all. No, no, you wouldn't get the you wouldn't get the money back because he would get hurt and you would just lose the bet. Yeah. So that's like that's exactly what just happened. No, that's like um They don't go, Oh, well, you didn't know this was gonna happen. No, you you that's it's why we say No, it's like you bet on a guy to to get a certain stat line before the game, but he gets hurt and he doesn't play and then you get it because he didn't play in the game. But that that's like what my prediction is now because Burr won't be playing in the vast majority in the game, so my my prediction taken, didn't take into account Joe Burrow being out for the season. So. Well, you should have. you should have I should have factored that. that in? Yes. Yeah. Okay, buddy. That separates the goods from the greats. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. <laughs> all right, let's break down the game in all seriousness. 34-20, uh, the Ravens won. They're 8-3, sweep the Bengals in the season series.
1: That last touchdown came on the, on the final drive of the game for the Bengals. It was... It was more of a wide gap than than the scoreboard would indicate. Yeah, a late, the Ravens were a late always in control. To chase made yeah. it
0: look like a fourteen point game. But. Yeah,
1: so uh, I get that the I get that it was a backup quarterback, but this Ravens defense looked pretty good all game. Looked pretty good all game. A uh, little bend but don't break action. They allowed, I believe, one touchdown when Joe Burrow was in the game, and it was after he suffered the uh, elbow injury. By the way. Take some guts from him. He threw it to, I believe, Mixon, caught the touchdown. But other than that, the uh, Bengals—not the Bengals—the Ravens' defense looked pretty good. The offense, another good showing against a, a Bengals defense that's not bad, not awful. Um, so I'm impressed with the Ravens. I thought it was a good win, good divisional win. Uh, any game in your division is pretty tough. So credit to them for the win. Jack, how do you feel about the second best team in the AFC?
0: They're good. They are good. They're a good football team. They're going down when they play the Steelers. Oh my gosh! Stop! How'd
1: the Steelers do? You want to transition to that game? Um, uh, we got to go to break. So, <laughs> hey, why don't you walk us through it? <laughs> Come on,
0: <laughs> yins want to hear about it, don't you? <laughs> You want, to, you want to take us to that game? And we got to go to break. So, No, in all seriousness, though, we do have to go to break. Final of our number one. So when we come back, we will talk about the Steelers-Browns and many more of the 1 p.m. games uh, that took place yesterday. All that and more on Heavy Hitters, the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, K.U.R. Kutztown. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, K.U.R. Kutztown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. It's our one. Jack bringing the heat. This is rare for you, buddy. It's our one, baby. It's a holiday week, man. Ooh, just
1: want to say this now. Um, Jack trying to bring the energy, and that didn't work at all.
0: <laughs> really? I thought it was pretty good. No, I thought it was good. I, just, I thought it was pretty we're, good. We're just making Joe Buck references. What are you about? It. I don't and, know where that went. By the way, uh, it's behind you, dude. Jack was throwing things at me. I'm not throwing things at you. Mitchie is spreading mis and disinformation. Mitchie Lies tries telling the truth. Yeah, never. No, you do sometimes. All right, let's get back into it though. Thirty four twenty. Um Baltimore beat Cincinnati. Yeah, we covered that. We're on to the Steelers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got that.
1: <laughs> what is wrong with you right now? It that takes me back to that uh that George Carlin quote. I
0: understand that. Let me discussed that. Couple touchdowns for Gus Edwards, uh Lamar with a couple passing touchdowns we... as well. So you, you did not talk about Gus Edwards. All right. Shout out to Odell Beckham, by the way, for that big
1: catch on the final drive. Is
0: he hurt, by the way?
1: Oh, he caught it. Oh, he caught it. Um, Yeah,
0: I was very invested in that that Ravens game. All right. Let's move on to the Browns and Steelers here. A couple touchdowns for Lamar, though, in the Ravens game, if you weren't aware. Um, and the Ravens did beat the Bengals 34-20. Yes. Just so you know. Um Let's go to a game with no offense now. <laughs> yeah. 13-10. The Browns take down the Steelers. By the way, two touchdowns for Lamar in the Ravens game. Um, I think the overhit in this game. Uh, <laughs> Jerome Ford started the scoring with a one-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. As did Gus Edwards. For the Browns. Uh, then they tacked on a field goal right before half. They went to the breakup 10-0. The Steelers' offense couldn't do anything as usual. Jalen Warren, though, busted loose for a 74-yard <laughs> touchdown run. Jalen Warren got foot loose. <laughs> <laughs> Made it ten seven. Uh, Steelers tied it before Dustin Hopkins uh, sent the Browns home happy with a last second field goal. Thirteen ten. Your Walk Cleveland on. Browns are seven and three. Uh, first that doesn't win, sound right. That's first win not as a, it. First win is a starter for Dorian Thompson Robinson, the fifth round pick out of UCLA. That sounds like an author. <laughs> Does it not? And and now children's book author. We are reading The Great Gatsby
1: by Dorian Thompson Robert. What? I don't know. It's you, what it sounds you, like. You didn't finish the name. Robertson? Robinson. Robinson. I don't know. So Dorian Thompson Robertson. So Robinson. So. Why do I keep
0: saying Robert? I don't know. D T R.
1: Yes, correct. So. Not not to be
3: never mind.
0: Browns and Steelers uh split the season series. Kenny Pickett. Oh, oh my goodness. Tommy DeVito has more multi-touchdown games in his career I believe than Kenny Pickett embarrassing Kenny Pickett has the same amount of touchdown passes um since uh as Anthony Richardson since October 1st the last time Who Anthony Richards- playing the I last time Anthony Richardson played was October 8th
1: that's ugly
0: both have two
1: that's so not good Kenny
0: Pickett has six touchdowns on the year four of them rushing six touchdown passes four interceptions
1: Oh, oh, he must have had an okay September then.
0: Uh, with 1,700 yards passing. Ooh. In 11 games. Do people minutes.
1: still think he's the guy? Right out of college. Straight out of Compton, I said he's not the guy. I knew he was not good.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. Week after week, the Steelers need to get rid of Matt Cain. I don't know how many times I need to say this. It is so bad. So, so bad. He so said bad. that like a guy from Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> so bad. I got a friend that talks, uh, that is from out west. I think he's from Lancaster, actually. That's not, not out even west. Close, That's, but, uh, that Not
0: even close. It's not
1: even close. Not even close to Pittsburgh. I know. <laughs> but uh, he's a Steelers fan, and he says that it's so
0: bad. <laughs> Don. First Canada. Don. First Don. First First Don.
1: Yeah, it's the guy that I have the uh, the running uh, thing with. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, he's got to get an Eagles tattoo. So, all
0: righty. Um, let's keep trucking through these NFL games. The Giants. Suck. Took down the Commanders, 31-19. You guys scored points? It was an Isaiah Simmons pick six who capped off the day. Tommy DeVito, 246 and three touchdowns on 18 of 26 passing. He actually looked like an NFL quarterback. He's is this better time, than Danny Dimes. Is he better than Jalen Hurts? No, I'm kidding. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, Saquon Barkley always finds a way to have a good game against Washington, I feel like. Especially in Washington, too. 83 yards on 14 carries Saquon on the ground. Barkley. And then 57 receiving yards with two touchdowns as well. Darius Slayton had a 82 yards and a touchdown before he left hurt. Um, Giants win it. They're 3-8. and eight. Washington falls. To 4 and 7. 6 turnovers in this game for Washington. Shout out to the Commanders. Um what a game. Six? 6 turnovers. Oh my goodness. Three interceptions from Sam Howell, a couple of fumbles on kick and punt returns. Um yeah, it was it was absolutely incredible. What a day defensively for the Giants. That's crazy.
1: Who had them in uh anyone have them in fantasy? Wow. Got that pick six, 6 turnovers. That's a Woo. good day. That is a good day.
0: Drives for Washington in this game. Interception, fumble, field goal, punt, punt, touchdown, end of half. Fumble, field goal, fumble, interception, touchdown, interception, pick six for the Giants. End of the game. Wow, that's frustrating.
1: Washington is not a real franchise.
0: No, no, no. They, they, are, like, are they a figment of our imagination? Yeah. Like, do they actually exist, or is this just a team that is just here? It is in the trash can. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's go down to H Town, Cardinals, Texans. Where they're stronger than a Hurricane. Six and four are the Texans. Yeah. They're a legitimate team who can make the playoffs. I think they will. Uh, probably the worst game of CJ Stroud's NFL career. 336 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Oh. Uh, but Devin Singletary continues to be a breath of fresh air for this running back room. 112 yards on 22 carries and a touchdown. Also added six receiving yards. Tank Dell continues to be a monster. He balled out this week. Noah Brown was out for the game, and Tank Dell took advantage. Eight catches, 149, and a touchdown. How about Mr. Tank Dell? The rookie connection, strong. You good? (laughs) I didn't know if you were going to add him. No, I I love
1: Tank Dell. I think he's a a really great young receiver. Pretty cool
0: that Tank Dell went
1: to uh, the
0: University of Houston. And it's oh, now, local kid, and it's now playing quite well for the Houston Texans. Nice, so that's awesome.
1: It is. So yeah, Houston. I think they're. Uh, I think they're going to become a playoff team. Quite frankly, when you look at it, and when you look at it, quite frankly, they they have the uh, the young talent to, I think, be a first round exit, but a playoff team nonetheless. Stroud's probably going to win MVP. By the way, MVP, maybe he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, I don't know. We'll see. For miles around, the best of the best. Come here to put their tough to the test. Give it all for gold or go home broke when they open up that gate.
0: That welcome should be the walkout song for them. Point.
1: Dude, I don't know why it isn't. Like that That's just a slam dunk. You want to know something cool? So I went down to Carolina for an Eagles-Panthers game back in 2021. I swear to God, I walk into the stadium. What song is playing as I walk in? Oh, welcome goodness. to the show. Welcome mm-hmm. to the home. It was so cool. Like, that's, that's my song. This is the song I use to intro Redneck Rush Hour. Friday's at 5KUR.
0: Tune in. It was so cool. It was so cool. All right, we got a message to KR Notebook first before we get back to our NFL discussion. Attention, KU community. Want KUR at your event? No, no problem. Go to www.kutstown.edu forward slash KUR. Find live events slash remotes. Read the reminders and fill out the form. Our promotional director or any board member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event. No exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right, before we get back to the NFL talk, though, i got to say something about Kutztown first. I want to give a congratulations, a big congratulations, to the field hockey team here at yes. Kutztown. Congratulations to them, national champions, for the first time in program history. Big round of applause for them. Um, their hard work, they deserve it. through some adversity. Uh, beating Shippensburg in the semifinals after a couple losses to them throughout, uh, I believe, the regular season. One in the regular season, and then another to. Uh, who did they lose in, to? The, I forgot who they lost in the P S C tournament. It might have been Shippensburg, actually. Um, that was what my gut was telling me, but uh, it was back and forth. But a couple losses uh, to, to Shippensburg throughout the course of the season. They get some revenge uh, against them in the NCAA semifinals, uh, and then they take down East Stroudsburg, the reigning champs. Congratulations to them. Uh, they deserve it. Their hard work. Um, all the way back from the preseason up until now. They are national champions. Congratulations to them. There's a ceremony here tomorrow at 11 a.m. MSU room 218. Uh, show out. Um, Take pictures of the trophy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talk to coaches and players and all that good stuff. So. Yeah. There was a congratulations of the, uh, to
1: them. Uh, some folks that greeted them off the bus up here by Beaky. So, yeah. Congratulations to them. Let's keep the congratulations flowing here, Jack. Congratulations to the KU. Football, Golden Bears, for another dominant showing. This Taking time in down. the NCAA playoffs. They took down Virginia Union. Boom. And now they will head down to Charleston to play Charleston uh, in, the, in the next round in uh, the regional semifinals. So super excited for them. They they won that game 38-14. to 14. So some more domination. This coming off a 31-7 win over Slippery Rock in the PSAC Championship. And one other, uh, one other congratulations I got. Uh, I was at the women's basketball game. I talked about this on the Bears beat. Oh, my goodness. Women's basketball game. They won. What are you saying, oh, my goodness, for? Do you not want me to talk about it? Go ahead. I'm talking about women's basketball team. They did beat Georgian Court. However, uh, I had to cheer for Georgian Court at some points because my own sister was making uh, her first uh, college start there. Uh, for the, what are they? I don't even know what they're. The Lions? The Lions.
0: So. Yeah, the, By the way, the that, that, lions. that not, oh my goodness, was not directed about the women's basketball. Oh, basketball. I thought it was. No. no. What was it for? I, no, because you said it on the Bears beat, so. Well, I did, so. I just didn't want you to run to your blurb about, I thought you were going to go into like the backstory of. Uh, no, 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 no. That's no, what, no. That's what I was thinking about. Well, it all started. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what like I didn't like. That's what I was. Not sure what was happening there or not. Sorry that I'm gushing. Sorry I'm proud of my family. No, no. You're allowed to be proud. I just didn't know if you were going to throw it back to the intramural club basketball days. I I
1: remember the day she decided to play baseball. Basketball. Basketball. (laughs) I remember remember. the day she
0: decided to play basketball.
1: (laughs) I remember the day she decided to play basketball. Uh, I do, actually. So, it was raining. Oh,
0: cool. (laughs) If you wanted to know. But, Carissa, congratulations. Yeah, Dishing out the congratulations and droves here on the uh, tail end yeah, of our number one. We're a community oriented show. So, all right, let's keep moving on here. Jags beat the Titans. No, I don't want to. 14. Um, they improved to 7 to 3 on the year. The Titans continue to be dreadful. Dolphins take down the Raiders on a kind of fun showdown uh, in the Sunshine State. Dolphins also 7 to 3. They hold firm possession of the AFC um, East, East in their grasp. 73, 20 to 13 win. Uh, they hung on with a nice interception from Jalen Ramsey to seal the deal there. Cowboys trounce the Panthers, 33 to 10. A little bit of a slow start to this game, but the Cowboys it was. turned it on as the game went on. A Deron, a Deron Bland pick six, his fourth pick six of the year for Dallas. Keep in mind he replaced Trayvon Diggs when he got hurt.
1: He moved over there. So, just saying, you good?
0: Yes, I am good.
1: Uh, yeah. He, um, I mean, in, in such a short amount of time, has four pick sixes. And uh, that's a league lead. It's a league lead.
0: What? What are you doing? I was clicking a pen.
1: Okay. But the Cowboys, yep, the, uh, I mean, the Panthers tried to fight back. They had one drive where they converted three separate fourth downs. Uh, they eventually made it a one-score game, and then Dallas pulled away in the fourth quarter. I was very invested in this game, not just because of. my Mc- Carolina Panthers fan well actually no just because I am no other reason Jack no other reason so all
0: right let's move up to Detroit one of the games of the weekend 31-26 the fraudulent Lions take down the Chicago Bears yes I did just say that it's a divisional game dude I will elaborate on that point in one second it's a divisional game 31-26 this is still a very good football team their first round playoff exit in my mind that's not changing um uh, I'll elaborate. 31-26. The Lions win comeback. They score 17 points in the last three minutes of the game. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because uh, they got the ball back with 4.15 to go. Uh, David Montgomery, the game winning touchdown. Aiden Hutchinson forced Darnell Wright to kick out of the back of his own end zone for safety. Uh, and Jamison Williams caught a 32-yard touchdown. They're 8-2. Look, good football team. Don't get me wrong. The Lions are a good football team. The defense scares me. And Jared Goff looked like Jared Goff on Sunday. Bad. Jared Goff looked like Jared Goff of old. Turnovers were running rampant. They found a way to scratch out this game against a bad football team. The The reason the Lions won that game is because the Bears don't know how to win football games. They know how to lose football games. Any competent football team wins that game on Sunday against the Lions, drops them to 7-3. The Bears are not a competent football team. In fact, they're a, they are a horrendous football team. That's why they're 3 and 8 Lions find a way to win it. Um, they're 8-2. That defense is very, very troublesome to me. I don't love it. Uh, and Jared Goff shows that he is a very average quarterback, in my mind. Thoughts?
1: I like the Lions a lot. I think they have playmakers on that defense. I think it's incomplete. Um, this is a team that can beat some top competition in this league, though. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Seahawks. I understand those were the first couple of weeks of the season.
0: Uh, You're calling the Seahawks? C- oh, what? The Seahawks are not a top contender. They're uh, not. They're an above-average team.
1: K. They're a field goal away from winning another game this week.
0: doesn't matter. They lost. I know. What a missed field they goal. They got swept by the Rams. Half of the Rams' wins this year are against the Seahawks. Yeah, I know. Div- that's why we say divisional games
1: are tougher. And that's what this was for the Lions, a divisional game against the Bears. They won the game. They move on, dude. The Seahawks might be six and eight. I know. I know. Yeah, they're definitely not a, a contender in my mind anymore. They played strong through the first half of the season. The Lions got a victory over them. I don't know. Wait, the Lions did not beat
0: the Seahawks, didn't they? No they in they overtime? Lost in overtime.
1: Oh, the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett caught the game when he touched touchdown. Ah, I do remember that. Okay, I had that backwards in my mind. So.
0: All right, uh, let's they move They did beat on. the Chiefs, though. Yes, they did. All right, let's move on quickly. Packers take down the Chargers. The Chargers are an incompetent franchise. Not Add awful. that to the list. Brandon Staley should not have a job. And, unfortunately, Joey Bosa. I don't I don't love advocating for people to, to lose their jobs uh, because there is a human side of it. But, man, oh, man, Brandon Staley is just so bad at his job that he should be fired. And, unfortunately, Joey Bosa in this game was carted off. Yeah, I hate to see that. Yeah. Looks like a serious injury there. So... One of the one of the bright spots in that franchise, unfortunate. but Jordan Love actually looked good against a bad Charger defense, so good for him. Packers win it 23-20. All right, that will take us to the end of hour number one here on Heavy Hitters. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with hour number two uh, in a couple minutes here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown.
1: And welcome in. It's hour number two of Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. 1670 AM. If you're listening to our live stream, if you're up in the MSU, however you may be listening, wherever you may be listening from, thanks for tuning in. We got a whole another hour of sports talk coming your way. We are yes, halfway we through. We talked MLB off season. We talked a lot of NFL first hour. We talked KU athletics because they are crushing it at the moment. We talk about winners it's so on the many show. different ways. We might get bored of winning here at Kutztown. <laughs> When you look at it. And this hour, on the docket, we got some more NFL recaps. We got a preview of tonight's uh, marquee matchup for Monday Night Football. Is it? It is. And then we will get into some <gasps> college football. Uh, we will get into some Whoop. <laughs> and uh, wherever else the wind takes us on this show. So if you want to get involved... With any of those topics or any Six topics one of zero. your own. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Cut me off <laughs> like a Christmas tree. 610, 683, one one oh. Six Six eight eight three. 4058, zero zero eight.
0: 4058. <laughs> 610, 683, 4058. Poor three. What? 683. Okay, um, we're moving on. Back to the NFL. We talk about winners. Let's talk about the 49ers. They aren't winners. The 40 winners are a bunch of losers. 7 to 3. Brock Purdy's back. Man, oh my goodness. this guy's so elite.
1: Stop. Dude. Stop. He lost three in a row this guy to is... some part team. Stop. This guy is so
0: elite, dude. Unacceptable. 21, 21 of 25. 333 yards, three touchdowns. This guy is bona fide elite. Stop. Top, top eight quarterback in the league. Boo. Being number eight. But he's there. Solidified in the top 10. It's not even a debate. He is a top 10 quarterback. Brock Purdy is there. Don't debate me. It ain't a debate. Period. What do you say about that? Fool.
1: I say you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say.
0: He is <laughs> close to elite. He is a franchise quarterback. Stop! for the Stop! He is a franchise quarterback. This guy is ten times the QB that Jimmy G was.
1: You want to know, know something?
0: Brock Purdy is so good at the game of football.
1: Do you want to hear about something?
0: What? What?
1: Brock Purdy
0: is a very good quarterback.
1: Since the start of October. Is a very good quarterback. Has lost more games, more regular season games. Actually, it's also more games, but that's beyond the point. More games than Jalen Hurts. He is a winner. In the last two years. He is a winner. He's a winner. I'm a winner. We'll (laughs) settle this. We'll settle this. That's karma. I just hurt my own hand. Brock
0: Purdy is we will a settle this winner in Philly. December. What is that? 10th, I don't know. 7th, 8th. He's a winner. Brock's a winner. No, he's not. He's got me saying, "I want a Brock." What? I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> I want a Brock.
0: It's an Islander fan thing. Yeah, exactly. Islander thing. I want
1: a, I want a Brock. Brock.
0: I want a Brock. Brock. <laughs> Brock's gonna throw like four picks next week. So who do they play next? He's him. Seattle on Thanksgiving do you give it the page oh yeah I did say that earlier. they are going to bash them they are going to beat them senseless Seattle money line <laughs> what are you on
1: what are you on come on the victory are you on the Drew, are you on the drawer fan page no 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 nah, I think Gino should be going to start yeah Gino's gonna start so. Gino gonna start. it doesn't matter Gino Smith is, is not better than Brock Purdy oh Give Gino the weapons Purdy has. Stop this it. This team would have Stop less it. than three losses. No
0: way. You're no way. No, no, yes. no. Yes. No, that did not just come it's out accurate. of your mouth. It's accurate. It's so accurate. That did not just come out of Brock your mouth. Purdy's what? a loser. Get out of here, They're winning dude. in spite of Get him. Get out of here. Stop. This guy, is, this guy knows nothing about the game of football with that take. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Gino Smith is a third-rate quarterback. I mean, he is... This, he's so mediocre. Who's better, Dak or Purdy? <laughs> Purdy slightly. I think they're very... <coughs>
1: wow, sorry. I think me. they're very comparable.
0: I think they're very similar. You hate on Dak all the time! <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: Dak's like in that 8-12 to 12 range. You hate on Dak all the time. Stop. <laughs> Franchise quarterback. Who are your top eight quarterbacks, Jack? Do I even want to know this list? List them. Number one, who's the best quarterback in the NFL after your drink of water? Because I know you're struggling. Oh, thank God. It's okay. I don't even know what happened. All right. Um who's your number one quarterback in the league? <sighs> Patrick Mahomes. Number two.
3: Ooh.
1: Ooh. I don't much like that. Hmm. No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Brock Purdy. No. No. Brock Purdy. No, okay. Um, Why am I – let me see here. I'm just, like, trying to think of, like, all my options here. Uh, Yeah. You got guys like Hertz. (whistles) Yeah, I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking where I want to, like, rate a couple of guys. Yeah. Where do you play, Stroud? I'll go Hertz. Hertz, number two? Ugh. That's so odd. Number three. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Yep. Dude, if he was on a good football team, oh, my God. He gave up a
1: 27-point playoff lead.
0: That was not all his fault.
1: Yeah, but he could have scored any points in the second half. That would have been nice. I was between Herbert or Allen. I think Josh Allen's better than Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll go
1: Allen, three.
0: No, I'm sticking with my guns. I'll go Herbert, three, Allen, four. Who, you got five. Five. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Who you
1: got five? Actually, I'm trying to to consider my options as well as I'm going. No one from the NFC South. We can eliminate that conference. Yeah, I I know that they suck right now. Matthew Stafford is a really good quarterback. Five? I don't know. I'm just thinking of my options, Jack. Let me think of my options. Is that allowed? No, not with that answer. Uh, Not Murray. Not Smith. Not whoever else is in that division. Who is in that division? Who's the fourth team in the NFC West? Oh, oh yeah, the Forty Niners. Um, yeah, <laughs> funny, forgot about them. No one else from the East yet because Dak's not number five. The North, uh,
0: nope, not Love, not Fields
1: not whoever Minnesota had Dobbs. and uh, All
0: right, well, you're brainstorming here. i got a message from KU. Yeah, o, go for attention, it. Attention, KU students. Have you heard about KU Bears grant funding? The purpose of the KU Bears program is to support faculty-student research pairs over the summer. The goals are for undergraduate students to develop the necessary skill set to become student researchers and to provide faculty members with paid student research assistance. Undergraduate students selected for the program will receive summer pay for research tasks assigned by a faculty supervisor. By assisting faculty members in their research, students selected for the program will obtain the knowledge and skills necessary for conducting advanced research in their field. To apply and learn more about KU Bear's grant funding, please visit ww.cutstown.edu forward slash UGRC and look under grants and sponsored projects. This message of Community Interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutstown University. K U R We made a major mistake. Number three, Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, I did forget about Lamar. Number four, I'll five, go Lamar. Alan. five Lamar. Five. Yeah, five Lamar
1: I got five. I will. I will say, who did it? Wait, uh, no. I don't have Herbert at five. I have Matt Stafford. <laughs> I know he's just dealing with injuries, dude. <laughs> Give me Matt Stafford. <laughs> I'm confident in that.
0: I don't care what you say.
1: Wow. I don't care what they say. I'm in love with you.
0: I might be too high on Herbert. You were way. You were low on Herbert.
1: I'll put. Uh, I'll put Herbie at six. Then so I. So I have Lamar at five. Then I probably got uh, Tua, seven. Getting a phone call, I apologize. I'm gonna put uh, and then try so two at seven, and then probably uh, Trevor
0: Lawrence at eight. Oh God, no! Yeah, <sighs> no! Yeah, no! bull take. I'm taking Dak, Purdy, Stroud, and Tua all over Lawrence. Oh my goodness!
1: I might put Stroud at nine. So, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else is in this league. Uh, I
0: take Matthew Stafford over Trevor Lawrence. Wow. Well, I also did. I think Trevor Lawrence is outside the top ten. I don't think you're right. This year, yes, he's taking a step back. But this year, I'm taking Allen Mahomes. Oh, Burrow, we forgot Burrow. He's hurt. All right, so we're not counting him. Not anymore. Okay, okay, that's fair. Like because we so. would have counted, you know, Aaron Rodgers somewhere. Right, healthy healthy quarterbacks. quarterbacks, healthy quarterbacks. So I'm going Allen. Let's let, let's let's shift the debate. I'm going to list off quarterbacks. I'm going to you're going to tell me if you're going to take them over Trevor Lawrence over or not.
1: Trevor Lawrence. Okay.
0: So Mahomes. Yes. Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jackson.
3: Lamar.
1: Oh, uh, yes. There's another quarterback course. named Jackson. Yeah, I don't know why I had to. Th- I thought of Deshaun Jackson to tell you the truth. So, <laughs> that so got Mahomes, Allen, Jackson. Allen Jackson. That's that's awesome. Actually.
0: Okay. Um, let's keep going here. Uh, I'm trying to think of my list. Who I put four? Why can't I think of it? Hurts. Herbert. Hurts. Hertz,
1: Yeah, I'd take Hurts, unfortunately.
0: you take Hurts? Would you take Herbert?
1: No. <sighs> my God, what are you... Maybe. It's close. They're like the same guy for me. Oh my goodness, dude. They're like the same guy for me. I can't, can't with that.
0: Okay, I'll leave Herbert off your list. Well, who
1: has won a playoff game out of those two?
0: You're going to differentiate two quarterbacks on I'm skill. I'm just saying. On, on merit. On skill level by their playoff wins. No, no, like, like we're talking I'm stats. I'm just asking. I'm talking statistical. You want to I'm st- talking, Let's talk test. statistical. Let's talk. I'm taking Justin Herbert all day. Why? I think he's the better quarterback in a worse situation. And he's won with less. What has he won? He's gotten into the playoffs. So, is, so has Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so the Jacks are the better head coach, the better defense... Arguably the better offense last line, year. I don't know, if and had the, the better, better receivers.
1: Defense. No, no, no.
0: And you could Jacksonville only... does not have the better receivers, dude. dude. Oh my goodness! Then Mike what Williams, Keenan
1: Allen, about? Joshua Palmer. What are you talking? What about? are you talking about?
0: You're telling me Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones are not a better trio? First of all, right Calvin now? Ridley wasn't there last year.
1: Let's talk a full year last. Fine, year. let's talk last year.
0: Okay, Chargers slightly better receivers, slightly. Um, I Keenan Allen's the best of the two a best of out of all the guys in the team i'm taking christian kirk over over mike williams oh 100% no question no big question I, I mean i'm i'm absolutely taking christian kirk over mike williams at least christian kirk can stay on the football field that's valuable <clears throat> that's true so but you I, know my receivers just didn't drop eight passes yesterday by the way uh charge uh,
1: jags receivers didn't do that Lawrence is also younger. He has better rushing ability.
0: Herbert ran for 80 yards yesterday. I know. 80. Okay. One game. Sorry, Justin Herbert is by far a better quarterback than than Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is a bad quarterback. Justin Herbert is just better.
1: I disagree.
0: On a more incompetent team. The Chargers are one of the worst coached teams in the league. They are wasting Justin Herbert's career. Oh. Justin Herbert needs to hightail it out of Los Angeles as fast as he can and go to an organization that knows how to win because he can actually be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He could be
1: like a like a Matt Stafford guy, you know? You know, was overlooked in Detroit, went to L.A.
0: Super Bowl ring first year. He needs to pull a Drew Brees and find a way out of L.A. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying... I-
0: no, not no, no. not not getting hurt and then having to I will, leave that I, will way. I will by the will way take we'll a look at the uh, the I will take an
1: in-depth look at the stats. eye test for me i would I would like uh Lawrence. oh my goodness, sorry dude. he's in his second year or third it's not shoot? his second year. he was not a rookie last year. Trevor Lawrence, uh third third year is he? Yes for some reason I thought he was a for some reason I thought he was a no. rookie last year. Who was the top draft pick last year?
0: Uh, like, well, it was Bryce Young, but before that, before that, uh, Trayvon Walker was it? Jaguars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Good point. So,
1: anyways. Oh my goodness!
0: Wow. I don't know, man.
1: I don't know, man. That's wild. I'll Why? Give you my,
0: I'll give you my quarterbacks. I'm taking over Lawrence. I'm taking Allen. I'm taking Mahomes. I'm taking. Give Lamar. me some more. Let's see I'm who will taking... take over Lawrence. Okay, so Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Hurts, Herbert, um, Stroud, Tua. I agree with Tua. Uh, Tua Stroud, give me Purdy, give me Prescott. No, no. Mm. You're wrong on those guys.
1: I mean, you want to talk about someone that's done nothing with more? Dak Prescott is the epitome of that. This year. Dak Prescott, well, this year. We didn't limit the debate to this year in the other one. Dak Prescott, every no, no. year, does we nothing t- with we the were, best we receivers were, We ever. were
0: talking career. You wanted, you wanted to talk career with Lawrence. This yeah. year it's definitively Herbert, and career it's definitively Herbert, but I digress. If, I mean, we could talk about whole careers. Still think I'm taking all the nine guys I've listed You're taking so Dak Prescott? Um, Yeah. No, what a loser he is. Dak Prescott, I believe, has won an MVP. He's a loser. Yeah, he won that MVP in 2016. An MVP, so I don't care what year you won it, you still won an MVP. Do you know yeah. what he wins when the lights when the lights come on and the games actually matter? Nothing. He wins absolutely nothing. Him and Trevor Lawrence have gotten to the same final destination in the playoffs. I hope you know. Yeah, yeah, but Dak does it at a repeated at a
1: repeated rate. He always loses in the second round. Lawrence has got there once. Do you think the Jags are capable of making past the second round this year? We'll see. I don't. I don't this year, no. But the thing is, the Cowboys were capable of it, and he couldn't do it. Were the, they capable, or did they just lose to better teams? No, the Cowboys
0: have had some great teams over the, over the last few years. The only great disappointing Cowboys team was 2016. The other ones were very beatable. Last year, they lost to a better team in San Fran. I don't think San Fran was that good. I think they were... They were good, they but They were like, better
1: than Dallas. Dallas could have won that game. Dallas can't beat San Francisco. The year before,
0: same thing. Dallas can't beat San Francisco. Dallas should have won the year before. You're using hypotheticals. What? Should have. I'm saying they could have won it. You're saying
1: uh, I think they lost. I think
0: Dallas was the better
1: team in 2021.
0: So I do. I don't know. What do you want from me? Um, I want you to understand that Justin Herbert is definitively a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. I'll look at the numbers. I just. Oh, my goodness. I'll Can't take numbers. it. What?
1: Well, I don't know why you're so high on Justin Herbert. I don't know why He's you're so disappointing. You're He's so, so low on Justin Herbert.
0: Is he even in your top ten?
1: Yeah, probably barely.
0: Because I have him over like Purdy. Oh my goodness! What do you have Purdy over Herbert? No, like I just cannot believe that Herbert's a fringe top ten quarterback for you. Like that's just insanity. Why? What do you mean? Why? Like, why? What is so? Electrifying about this guy. Have you not seen some of the performances he's put up? Trevor Lawrence has never put up numbers in a game that Justin Herbert has. Has, has Trevor Lawrence ever thrown for four hundred yards in an NFL game? I'm sure. I'm, I'm. I cannot definitively say that. I don't know. So. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's keep. Let's keep moving. One of the teams games. is winning since that that player got there. The other isn't. No, the no. Your problem is is you're measuring an individual player based on how much they win. Like that's not that's not how. Like th- those are parallel lines. But do you understand that
1: so much of Justin Herbert's yardage and and everything else comes in garbage time because he couldn't put up points in the first three quarters? Let's look at those stats.
0: Let's look at the stats that Justin Herbert has never had a defense that's been not bottom ten. How, how about we look at that? Okay. Then
1: it's going to be hard to measure them accurately.
0: So, since you want to, since you want to keep taking team factors into account here, um, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence has had a defense in Jacksonville. I think especially this year. Last year as well, um, that was not in the bottom ten of the league. Yeah, their, their defense wasn't world beaters last year. Yeah, the problem is Justin Herbert's never had a defense that wasn't a liability. That, like, that's the problem. Like that you're failing to understand is that the char that the Chargers defense in the Justin Herbert era has been dreadful every single season. Like it has never been good. Not once. Actually.
1: I understand that. But the player himself in the first three
0: quarters isn't he you gotta be able to trade points. Every game you gotta be able to trade points. Most of them. Especially with those receivers. And that running back. I think you're way too high on the receiver room. My person, in my humble opinion. They're good receivers. I really, like, I think Keenan Allen's a really good receiver. Everyone else there is not that good. I think Josh Palmer's very below average. I think Mike Williams is decent. Again, can't stay on the field. It's just, there's just, it's not that great. Really, it isn't. So, we're going to step aside first time in hour number two. When we come back, we will round out our NFL discussion. Um, go through the rest of the games that were the most important on Sunday, um, or at least the best ones in the 4 o'clock window. Uh, we'll talk about Rams-Seahawks, Sunday Night Football, and then quickly preview Eagles-Chiefs, uh, and then we'll move on here on Heavy Eders on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, K.R. Kutztown. Hour number two of Heavy Eders on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, K.R. Kutztown. Jack, I'm alongside a very dazed and confused Mitchell Smedley. That's unfair. That um, is unfair.
1: That is not correct.
0: So, at least I don't throw uh,
1: picks every other play on like Justin Herbert. I can't, buddy. He throws a bunch of picks. Throw What do you mean? Throws a bunch of picks. He throws a bunch of
0: picks. So, how many picks he has this season? 5. 5. That's not good. Turn how about Lawrence last year? Lawrence six.
1: Okay. How about last year?
0: Uh, 10.
1: 10. Lawrence, 8. Oh, that's better. It's like it's the (laughs) same thing. It's like so equivalent. I'm just saying they're comparable and you're like, uh, actually like one's like you know, they're gonna be my 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 son's godfather, and the other is like, you know, he should just go sweep the stadium. It's like they're not that different, dude. No, Herbert's drastically better. Dude, Lawrence is
0: a better playmaker. Lawrence (laughs) is more clutch. Mm, Lawrence has had worse receivers. Trevor Lawrence has never thrown for four hundred yards in an NFL game. Has never done that ever. So, we not elite quarterback. Oh my
1: god! I don't think either of them are elite whatsoever. Yes, that's my point. I don't think either of them are elite.
0: You had Trevor Lawrence at three. No, I didn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> now I'm putting words in your mouth. Oh my god! I had him at like seven. <laughs> I was gaslighting
2: big <laughs> time right there.
1: It's like, dude, there was like a brief, dude, a you brief had Trevor panic. One. There was like a brief panic in my in my thought. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I put him that high? Oh god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so funny. All right, uh, let's get back to the NFL games this weekend. Um, Rams-Seahawks, a one-point win for the Rams. By the way, 5-10 is Pete Carroll against Sean McVay. That's the worst of any head coach. Um, like, that's the worst record Pete Carroll has against any head coach. Sean McVay has his number. Wait, I don't know if I have that right. No, I think you do. 5-10? and ten. Yeah.
1: Really? Sean McVay been in the, the. I
0: know. For that's that what that I long. was thinking. Seven and a half years. I thought I heard that on the broadcast yesterday. I think that's right. That, that's
1: 15 games. That's seven years, right? We're in 2023. That'd be back to 2016, 2015. Yeah. That's when Sean McVay came in. So, All
0: right. Um, Mitch, what'd you make of this one?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, the Seahawks did control most of this game, but. They blew it. Well, Geno Smith went out for an extended period of time, and it turns out Drew Locke's a bad quarterback. Uh, Couldn't move the Seahawks whatsoever. I did see that uh, the Seahawks, on their opening drive, got seven first downs. Uh, From that point until, I believe, like with three or four minutes to go in the game, they had a uh, a total, excluding that drive, of seven first downs. So things really bogged down for the uh, Seahawks' offense. And the Rams, you know, they chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And found themselves right back in this game. Scored uh, a go-ahead field goal with about a minute left. The Seahawks, they moved the ball down the field. But uh, Myers pushes it right. And the Seahawks lose on a missed field goal. I I was, um... I don't know. Because I think at full strength, the Seahawks would have easily won this game. Uh, but the Geno injury, the Cooper Cup injury for the Rams as well, again. Um, really tough to get a full gauge. It's a divisional game. It was close. But, uh, yeah, the Seahawks are falling and falling, uh, starting to fall quickly in my rankings. Not a great showing after that first quarter. Finally. They were up 13 nothing at one point, Jack. They're not that bad. Finally, they had a good quarterback you and then they didn't. finally
0: sees how mid they are. They had a good... I,
1: I had him 12. That's like right in the middle. That's close to the middle. It's four spots above the most middle team in the league. Nah, he had him at 8. I had him at 12. Stop. I did not have Trevor Lawrence at 3, and I did not have the Seahawks at 8. I don't know. Eighth best in the NFC, maybe. (laughs) It's not a playoff team. No, it's not. Not All right, who do you think uh, the—so you you mentioned the Lions are frauds. How do you see the—
0: the geography of the NFC right now. Eagles, right. good team. Eagles, one. Good. Niners, two. Probably. Uh, Lions, three. I almost said the Vikings. <laughs> Lions, three. Uh, Based on the divisional winner, I'll give it to the Saints, I guess. Saints, the four seed. Uh, give it a five seed with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Five seed Dallas Cowboys. The six. Ooh. Um... I'm about to laugh
1: when this man puts the Seahawks in the playoffs. I
0: see the six we're going Give me the Vikings at
1: six. Yeah, I see the Vikings there. It's a good pick. And the seven, Jack. The seven. Give me. Mm. He's going to say
0: something like the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa could push for it. I think the Bucks might get it. But who's going to be pushing them? Maybe the Seahawks. Oh, I don't know.
1: we'll see. So they could be a playoff team. They
0: could. I never said they couldn't be a playoff team. You said they were a Super Bowl contender. Very outside Super Bowl contender. That's not what yes. you said though.
1: That is what I said. Dark horse is. I believe my terminology. So,
0: don't you feel like a fool? So
1: yeah. Uh, Seahawks take another uh, another L this week. All right.
0: Speaking of L's, the Vikings took an L. Yes, they the did. Denver it's about Rockles. time. <laughs> Four in a row for Denver. How yeah, are we about doing about them?
1: What we have to look at, Jack, is uh, who did they beat? The the Bills last week, right? Probably a playoff team.
0: Wins consecutively. Let, let's start off from furthest to like to now.
1: Yeah. Chiefs. No. Yep. Yeah, Chiefs. well,
0: they beat the Chiefs. No, yeah, they did. It's Sorry. It's true. It was the Packers they started off with. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Chiefs, and then the Bills, mm-hmm. and then the Vikings. That's three straight playoff teams, I think. Well, uh, no, didn't they beat the Chiefs,
1: then beat the Packers, then
0: lose to the Chiefs? No, it was... Lost I thought they the won Chiefs. the first Chiefs game. No, lost the first Chiefs game in Arrowhead, won at home against the Packers, won at home against the the Chiefs, won on the road against the Bills and beat the Vikings at home.
1: Okay. So, I mean, what we're looking at is a team that now, now they that, get the Browns Now that Burrow's down, right? Now that Burrow's down and the Bengals look like they're going to be out of playoff contention, someone's got to fill that void and be that next team that steps up and I think
0: it's the Broncos, man.
1: Now I'm just distracting you.
2: It
0: could very well be the Broncos. That's impressive. Those are some impressive wins. And here's the remaining schedule. We'll give it to you: Browns, Texans, Chargers, Lions, Pats, Chargers, Raiders. Winnable, winnable games there.
1: Especially after you beat the Chiefs, the Bills, the Vikings. A lot of these you can beat the Browns with the backup quarterback. You can beat the Browns. You can beat the Lions, who Jack thinks are frauds. You you might be able to beat
0: you might be able to beat Houston. Yeah, I think Houston's a tough game for them. It's tough. You got I, I, two you games against the Chargers. I think, I think you could definitely beat the Frogs and Chargers once, maybe even twice. I, I mean, I, the Chargers. You, are you don't so think an elite quarterback horrendous. and Justin
1: Herbert can can?
0: No, I just don't think the defense will be able to do anything for uh, for the Chargers. But uh, this was a grimy game
1: last night. It wasn't a flashy win by any means. The Chargers are four and six. Brandon Sealy's got to go. Send this man to Mars. What maybe was, Antarctica is more fitting. What was this? A one point win?
0: Yeah. Yeah. 21-20. Nineteen twenty, something like that. Hard-fought game. All right, let's go to Monday night. We are starting to run a little bit low on time. So, Eagles Chiefs and Arrowhead Mitchell. What are you making of this one? Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, am I not excited for this game? Um, oh, wait, you aren't? No, I'm not. Because uh, it will bring back all of the memories of last uh, last February the 12th when I thought we stopped them on third down and everyone in the room at once yelled, Flash! Just like that. Everyone had voice cracks. Uh, (laughs) I'm not excited for this. The Eagles still don't have good linebackers that can cover Travis Kelsey.
0: I think there's a clear-cut team who's going to win this
1: game. If you're playing against Travis Kelsey in your fantasy league, I will start a a therapy session for you, like a group therapy thing. He's going to go off tonight. Um this will be a good test for Jalen Hurts in the offense against a, a competent defense, very competent defense. <laughs> I was going to say, more than competent, they're one of the best in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they played well against the Dallas defense. This is a different animal here. And being that this could be a Super Bowl preview, I mean, let's see if this is just another team that farms off the the weak teams or if this is a team that can actually go out and play play with the big boys. They So far we've talked about this uh, this gauntlet that they're in the middle of uh they beat the the dolphins they beat the cowboys you know they've answered the bell so far we're getting into that really tough stretch of chiefs bills cowboys niners like but not tonight this is big so do you think
0: jack i'll I'll give my pick after you do you think the eagles win tonight chiefs to win chiefs to cover the defense is going to step up for Kansas City. I think Travis Kelsey is going to find the end zone once. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to find the end zone once. And give me a Rasheed Rice touchdown. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win it 24-20 to over the Eagles. Interesting. So I think a little bit of a revenge is in the
1: air. This is an Eagles team that hasn't Stop. beat the Chiefs since I don't even know when. they Stop. Lost in 21, lost in 17. Did they win in 13? Not sure. Probably it was Nick Foles here, so. Yeah, the Nick Foles year. But, look, I think that this offensive line is going to be able to give Hurts time. Uh, I think that the Eagles always are able to find something on the on the ground game, whether it is Gainwell, whether it's Swift, whether it's someone else, whether it's Hurts. Stop. <laughs> what are you doing? That was so out of the blue. <laughs> I was just like so focused and then just in my my eye there's just a a person. <laughs> my goodness. Um but I think a lot of people underestimate the the Eagles defense as well. Now I oh think my it does God. have holes. What? It does have holes? What are you talking about? It's a good defense. People are
0: underestimating it.
1: Yeah. I think the big problem, the gaping hole is the linebacker position, the secondary too. It's not great. Secondary's hit or miss. Guys have to start playing up to caliber. So, <clears throat> seriously. I'm not going to feel good about it, but until they prove that they are going to lose these types of games, I'm going to pick the Eagles. Nick Serrani. going to pick the Eagles <laughs> by a field goal. Something like twenty-seven twenty-four. 24
0: I knew you we were going to say 27. Yeah. So, all right. It's a good number. That's going to wrap up our football discussion. Um, let's move it on here. College football heating up. How's FSU? I don't... I gotta talk about it. Of course, you go right there. Yeah. You just find a way to... rip the band-aid off. Like, you just find a way to just, like, rip open, like... You did pick against my Eagles, so... Deep scar. Eye for an eye, right? So, yeah, I guess that's equivalent. And whose eyes? Not mine. Um, anyway... Mine don't really work, so... (laughs) um michigan and maryland 31 24 the wolverines take down the terps tight game Uh, michigan's starting to show a little bit of weakness um and showing that they can get um hurt a little bit tighter game than i thought it would be um going for them louisville clinches a spot in the acc title game with the win over miami so it'll be fsu meeting louisville in the acc title uh alabama curb stomps chattanooga Let's just do a round out of the top 25. Penn State rebounds, 27-6 win against Rutgers. Um, Ole Miss takes care of business in a mop-up. Let's keep moving on here. Arizona. Let's talk about the Wildcats. Let's do it. They're 8-3. They can still make the Pac-12 title game. How about that? Yeah, they can. That is true. If they beat Arizona State next week and Oregon loses to Oregon State, it'll be Arizona- beating Washington in the Pac-12 title game, not Oregon. How about that? That's fascinating.
1: How about damn happen?
0: Do you think it'll happen? I mean, I think Arizona's going to beat
1: Arizona State, but you don't think Oregon's going to lose to Oregon State. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. The Depends Ducks are going to win. Play.
0: Oregon State's a good team though. They're okay. Like, they're not bad. Like, there's a reason they're top 15 in the country. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. I mean, to say the least, they are <laughs> Just at this point.
1: But that I think for Arizona that first drive of the game is a must stop. Yeah, it's
0: in Oregon. Give me the ducks. Yeah. Yeah, first drive must stop. Yeah, must stop. So um all righty here. I want to see them air it out. I want to go back to Arizona. Let's circle back a little bit here. They just whooped Utah. Forty two eighteen. Uh what Coach Fish is doing here for uh for Arizona. It's incredible. They're eight and three. They're going to finish the year nine and three. Uh, what a story for them to gear up to go to the Big Twelve next year. Um, I think this could be one of the better Big Twelve teams next year once Texas and Oklahoma leave. This conference will be wide open. I think Arizona's primed to step in and take a spot here and be one of the top teams in the conference in twenty twenty four. But for this year, the win. I don't think they'll make the title game though. Uh, but Noah Fafita, really good quarterback. Only a freshman, eighteen touchdowns, four picks. Wow. So that's impressive. It is. How about the Wildcats? All right, um, yeah, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. We'll circle back to some other big time games, but uh, Jordan Travis, uh oh, gruesome, gruesome leg injury, broke his leg, I think. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, broke his leg. Um, done for the year, done at Florida State. So sad, man.
1: It's it's so it's so unfortunate.
0: Like we're eleven and zero. And we whooped North Alabama as we should have. But it didn't even feel gratifying. Cause you're, cause it's an empty you're, feeling. Because your guy, like the guy who's such a big part of reviving the program from the depths of hell in the college football world, is, is now done. He, he can't finish the story he wrote, you know? It's like... Just hurts, man. Believe me, I understand what you're talking about. It just hurts. But, uh, you know what? Yeah. Trust in Tate. Because Tate Rodamaker is going to beat Florida next week in Gainesville. Wow. He is going to beat Louisville in the ACC title game. And Florida State. University. Is going to the college playoff. You still think so? To lose. But they're going to go to the playoff. They're going to get trounced.
1: But, um, look, I understand what you're going through. How? I lost, uh, well, because I watched my childhood hero, Carson Wentz, tear his ACL against the Rams. Sorry. What? Sure, I don't care. I am not embarrassed. I still have his jersey. <laughs> childhood hero. I still have his jersey. Oh, man. He revitalized my love of football. Do you remember? I. Do, or not remember. Do, do you understand? Like, I had to watch... Chip Kelly coach my team. I'd watch Nelson Aguilar. By the way, he got fired by UCLA. Yeah,
0: good for him. That's that's not good for him.
1: He ain't going to be there next year. Um, no, I get what you're saying about reviving a program. I mean, Wentz was the guy we traded up to the second overall pick that we believed in and that led us to such a I mean, he had we had one loss, two losses at the time because we lost to Seattle the week before. Um, and it just felt like all hope was gone. And I can, I can tell you that it, it doesn't have to be that way. You could win. You could go all the way, buddy. You won't, but you could. Poor Florida. Um, no, poor Florida State. I know. Poor Florida. Because now they're not going to get to enjoy beating you as much. Two different weekend. things. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It, I saw the headline come through. And I immediately called Jack, and you were out of the house. You weren't able to watch it, but you know, you knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say, I'm sorry for you, buddy. I know it was a really fun year for you. This is probably where it comes to an end, at least the, the overall hope. You might win your, your title game next week, but will yeah. have one more regular season game.: Yeah, oh, two weeks from now. Sorry. but I'm sorry for you, buddy. Thank Good you feel for you. Thanks. It's okay. Doesn't help for now for nothing. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. So, how do you think this impacts his uh, stock going forward? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it how he how he rebounds. It just thanks, man. I like it. He's, does like, he's not just such a good player? Like he's such a good person. Like ex-teammates who transferred out of Florida State to go to, to different schools tweeted a hey, like you know sending their sending their prayers up and yep. you know best for JT and he was such a well-liked guy around Florida State. Like the coaches, players, like everybody. Like like that's how you know a guy is such a like a stand up person. And Jordan Travis should be so appreciated around the program of Florida State. Uh we gotta step aside though, one final time today. Um we'll be back re rounded out college football and we'll and we'll go to some college hoops as well. I'm gonna talk about in some of that room there. Um so that'll take us to the end of the show today. Uh when we come back, more college football and then college hoops to round it out. Don't go anywhere. Heavy hitters on the radio voice of Kutstown University, K U R Cutsdown.
1: Welcome back in, KUR, heavy hitters, making our way through our number two. I'm Mitchell Smedley, that's Jack Kime. Little, uh, little dull note here, because of uh, the Travis in- injury, energy. Whoa. Whoa, buddy, come on. <laughs> Look out. We don't need more injuries. And we'll get to some college hoops, some more Woo! college football, but real quick. You know, bouncing off what Jack said about him being a stand-up guy. Uh, I want to pivot back to the NFL. We have some breaking news about what apparently is not a stand-up guy. Um, Broncos cornerback Kareem Johnson has been suspended four games for repeated health and safety violations. Kareem Jackson? Jackson. Did I say Johnson?
0: Johnson, the all-time lead. (laughs) Eric Johnson,
1: the all-time
0: lead tackler in history.
1: And the ball is out! The ball has come out! <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, suspended for four games.
0: Let's move it on here. Breaking news. Back to college football.
1: Which sucks. Oh my God, let's get out of here, dude. I just wanted to get an easy This game. guy
0: is just... Don't well, take, when you look at it... Don't take anything. This guy says seriously. I'm a genius. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, well, let's move it on here. Uh, oh! Okay, you okay with their pal? Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, good. Georgia. Curb stops Tennessee. That's one of the been on today. I like that.
1: <laughs> I like it. I mean.
0: 38-10. The Dogs rolling in Eland Stadium. Take down the Vols. Uh, Tennessee scored their first play of the game. They scored a field goal after that. It was a 75-yard touchdown run uh, by Jalen Wright. And then Tennessee didn't see anything else after. Carson. Neither Beck. did I. Carson Beck. 24 of 30. 298 yards. Three touchdowns. Georgia looks; they look as good as ever, man. They got to mop up against Georgia Tech next week before going to the SEC title game. Georgia trying to win three in a row, and it's very, very possible. Very likely. It is Isaiah. Likely.
3: Where
0: Mitch did he F- go
1: to college? Uh, <sighs> trivia for you, Jack. Oh,
0: my guts tell me Oklahoma State, but I think I'm wrong. I think it's Mizzou.
1: Let's check. Where did Isaiah likely go to college?
0: No. Hang
1: on. I gotta find it first. Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Oh,
0: I did not know that.
1: I would have gotten that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did mean, get that we wrong. Both got that wrong. <laughs>
0: Good job. So <laughs> we know our we know our trivia. Oh yeah, Coastal Carolina. Oh yeah, bud. Um. All right. running out NCA football talk. Let's, uh, talk about um, let's talk about Georgia. Let's talk about Jalen Daniel. Jaden Daniels how he should win the Heisman. Are Georgia and Kutztown on a collision course in the NCAA championship? Um, different divisions, and with all due respect, <laughs> to Kutztown, um, Georgia would absolutely. I don't beat. know, man. Beat the brakes! Dude, the way Joe us.
1: Novak's playing right now.
0: <laughs> Lo- love the way Kutztown's playing right yeah, now. Me too. Those are incomparable. Um,
1: no, but. So, are we FCS? Is that what? Like, no. Like, what is FCS?
0: So it's Division One FBS, Division One FCS, which is a level lower. Oh, Division Two. See, I always thought Division Two was FCS. No, no, no. no. Where Carson Wentz went to college is FCS. North Dakota State. Yeah. So. Is there another North Dakota? Um, probably. Yes, there is. Um, Jaden Daniels, eight touchdowns against Georgia State, four hundred and thirteen passing yards, twenty five of thirty passing for six touchdowns, added ninety-six rushing yards and two touchdowns. This guy has to be the Heisman. Like he has to be the Heisman. He has thirty-six passing touchdowns to four interceptions with thirty five hundred yards. Unlike my TikTok, that's a good ratio. And and rushing, he has ten touchdowns this year and a thousand yards. A thousand. That um yeah, every facet of the game he's playing well. Like, like it's insane. It's
1: it's really impressive. That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. And
2: Oh, and hits the upright again. That's impossible.
0: <laughs> Unreal. Kansas State took down Kansas, I believe, in the is it the Sunflower? The uh Sunflower. The
1: Sunflower.
0: One of the most annoying songs in the world, by the way. Sunflower. So How State does anyone like that song? K-State wins it. And then Washington beat Oregon State in a fun one up at Corvallis. Uh, physical battle. Oregon State controlled much of the second half. They just weren't they just weren't able to score. Credit to Washington's secondary in this game. I tuned into the to the end of the second half. Um, they kept trying to test uh, one of the corners for Washington Muhammad. Didn't work out. Um, Big-time game. Washington defense. This team just finds ways to win. Huskies 11-0. They get Wazoo next week. Uh, more than likely to be twelve and zero and go to the Pac-12 title game. They already clinched a spot in the Pac-12 title game, but chance to win and possibly go. Did you just f- say Wazoo? Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? That's what they're called, dude. Washington that's... State's called Wazoo. No
1: one should ever say that. Well, they do. No, Wazoo. Yep. Wazoo has a Z in it. Yeah, W A Z Z U. That's what they. That's what they say. So where do you get the Z's from? You don't spell Washington with a single Z. Mitch,
0: I am not, like, up to date with the Washington State lore or, like, the Washington State, like, details. It's it's just something they, they use. So it's something people call them. So it is what it is. You need to calm down. Take a seat and chill out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the electrician. Just don't sit on the
2: lever.
0: <laughs> I'm just the electrician.
1: I see you are a magician. But that voodoo does not erase what you've done. Now read your KUR little notebook. All you are right. got to read this little story, huh? Little beginning, middle, and end, huh? Little KUR notebook, huh? characters. Okay.
0: notebook community. Tenshi K community. Yeah. Want KUR at your event? No, no problem. Go to www.cutstown.edu forward slash KUR. Find a live event slash remotes. Read the reminders and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an e-board member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event. No exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right, rounding out the show with a little bit of college hoops talk. I love it. I love college basketball. Truly incredible. You know, my sister plays college basketball. Congratulations. Um... (laughs) He's done. He's done. He's had enough. Enough
1: more. (laughs) My friend is in there. Congratulations. (laughs) That's what you just reminded me of. It's his first time by himself.
0: (laughs) Anyways, whatever. I'll be quiet. Okay. Um. Let's look at the Maui Invitational this year. A stacked, a stacked in-season tournament. You got. Powerhouse blue bloods of the sport. You have Kansas. You have UCLA. Okla Syracuse is even in there. Uh, you got Tennessee, Purdue, Gonzaga, Marquette. Um, and then, of course, every year the host uh, Chaminade in there as well. That's what they're called. I like that name. So, yeah. Uh, but, but some real powerhouses in there. Um, I think Gonzaga can really do a nice job making some noise in this. Um, I, I like, you know, Purdue with Zach Eady, what they do inside and out there. Kansas with Hunter Dickinson, uh, Kevin McCullough, DeWan Harris, the number one team in the country, Marquette, Tyler Kolick. Uh, I believe they have Cam Jones back this year as well. I haven't been, like, crazy, like, watching early on, just because time has been a little bit sparse for me. Uh, but Marquette is going to be really good this year. Watch out for them in the Big East. Um, they have a lot of the same core that they have that they had last year when they went to the NCAA tournament. Um, look out for the Golden Eagles of Marquette. Um... Yes, Cam Jones, Tyler Kolek, uh they have also Iguodaro back again. Back again. Joplin as well. A lot of the same core that these that the, that Marquette had last year. Uh but that front court duo or that excuse me that backcourt duo of Jones and Kolek is out of this world uh for Marquette. UCLA just trying to find themselves this year. I have a Don Bona, um or Dem Bona, uh one of the guys that was left over from last year, but a lot of that UCLA core moved on. Uh, Mick Cronin's group is trying to reel it it in and try to find their identity for this year. Uh, Gonzaga, again, not like the same Gonzaga team you're seeing. Ryan Nemhard, the former Creighton guard, transferred there. A brother of Andrew Nemhard, who was uh, formerly at Florida, then transferred to Gonzaga as well. Uh, But the Bulldogs still good under Mark Few. Um, Syracuse, interesting in the ACC this year. Not a great team. They lost to Tennessee, who was really good. Um, They have Zakai Ziegler back this year. They lost him late last year due to injury. Big part of why Tennessee was bounced earlier on in the tournament. But uh they actually did beat Duke and go to the Sweet 16. Um so Tennessee. I think they're in good shape. They're 4 no. Um Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you asking for
1: for some commentary?
0: No, I was just looking at something
1: real quick actually.
0: Uh the top scorer Dalton Nick transferred from uh Northern Colorado. Uh, and Jordan Ganey. I forgot Jordan Ganey transferred to Tennessee. The uh, well, what good are you? Uh, the South Carolina Upstate transfer, a lot of good, a lot of good transfers. This team they also have decided Jordan James back. I, I like the way this team's constructed. So Tennessee uh, off to a good start. You think? Um,
1: random question. Do you think GMs like when they construct teams um, do like what all guys do when they when they construct something like in the back of a pickup truck, like they. Give it a little shake and go, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we all do it. <laughs> you ever like try and load some, like we are K U R cart, you know, packing up events. Oh, so, you know, yeah. putting the speakers on there, putting the bin on there. I'm like, I give it a little, yeah. That's not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not going
1: anywhere. We all do that. Why do we do that? I think do you think I GMs do that? They go, they go home, they lay down on their pillow, they open up their phone, look at the roster, they go, Yeah. That's not going anywhere. I guess uh, you wouldn't want to say because you would want
0: it to go somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. And they could yeah. just be out of displeasure, though. So <laughs> it's, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> and this team's not going anywhere. Oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, horrible! Oh man, that's so nasty. No I'm Great water pressure. <laughs> Now yeah, the ride's like a dangerous, super <laughs> so, fast mode.
2: You told me to sit on it. <laughs> I'll okay, just gingerly okay, lean against this
0: Okay, wall. okay, okay. I, I think I heard you. you. I won't sit, sit on anything
1: 20. else.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Too good, man. Oh, no! I'm out of coral on a stick! Um, Let's talk about other teams, I, top 25-wise. I really liked Arizona so far this year. Uh, Caleb Love, good transfer to the Wildcats. They had a big win over Duke earlier on in the year. UConn, still as good as ever, uh, despite losing some of their guys from last year. Um, they still have Carabin, they have uh, Donovan Klingen, Cam Spencer, the, uh, the Rutgers transfer. I think it's a good fit with this team. Overall, the Huskies still right where they want to be, despite losing some of the key pieces from their uh, title run a year ago. Um, talked about Marquette already Houston, again, they're so consistent even with their move to the Big 12 under head coach Calvin Sampson, they got LJ Cryer, big time transfer guard from Baylor uh, and the combination of guards from a year ago, uh, they have Sheet, uh, Shed still, they have Sharp uh, Emmanuel Sharp so, again, I like this Houston group, they're, they're just consistent, year in and year out under head coach Calvin Sampson, Creighton, again they're running it back pretty much, they lost Ryan Amhard. Um, but, man, oh, man, the Blue Jays are still so loaded. Ryan Kalkbrenner, Trey Alexander, uh, Baylor Shireman. They got Steven Ashworth, the Utah State transfer, who can uh, do some nice things uh, as the point guard for this team. Just such a good group uh, are the Blue Jays of Creighton. Can't gush about them enough in the early going. I think they're a national title contender. Duke with the duo Filipowski and Proctor. Uh just about filling in with their depth uh, outside of that. Uh, Miami, they just consistently have good guard play. Uh, Wooga Poplar. Uh, Matthew Clavin, the Florida State transfer, trader transfer from FSU to Miami. By the way, um, I digress. I absolutely digress there. Nigel Pack, the K State transfer, has been with Miami for a couple of years now. Um, good shooter as well. And uh, Norchad O'Meara up front in the front court. Again, Miami just known for their guard play. Uh, Texas A&M, again, good team. They have Will Taylor, the fourth, I believe I said, I believe that's his name. Let me double check that. Wade Taylor, the fourth. You start with the W. Uh, Wade Taylor, the fourth. Tyrese Radford. Good Aggies group. Uh, Baylor, again, known for their guards. Uh, and The list goes on. All right, that is going to take us to the end of the show today. Uh, we were debating pre-recording a show for Wednesday, if time permits. Uh, we'll get it there. If not, uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy enjoy Thanksgiving. the holiday. Um, and Go birds. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Um, we'll be back either on Wednesday or the week after break on Monday. So that'll Go do it, Fabiators. We'll hopefully be back. Sooner, rather than later.